Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is June 14th, 2021. And let's just begin with a brief moment of silence, followed by the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord, of life and love about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love that we too may love and give. These weekly webinars are dedicated to helping introduce the work of triangles of planetary service to people who are new to it. And so we welcome any of you who are new members or new interested in becoming members of Triangles. And also we provide this platform for those of us who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in support and strengthening of this planetary network Triangles works with the etheric energy body that surrounds planet Earth. And through our visualization, we seek to transform it from its present configuration, which is that of a square, the symbol of the personality life, uh, and transform it into a network of triangles, which is reflective of what's called a sacred planet a planet that is in alignment with its soul. So our planet is not yet there. Our network is not yet fully consistent of triangles, but our work together here in the triangles uh, visualization techniques, the more people who join in um, with focused intention, the more fully we can contribute towards this uh, great shift that's taking place. So triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. Three people agree to link with each other each day, visualizing each other as souls and stimulating the soul energy of each of you to come into fuller interrelationship and then you visualize that energy connecting with the entire triangles network of people in all parts of the world who are likewise linking up. And then as a point of distribution, we sound the great invocation, a word of power, a powerful mantra for the coming Aquarian age, which releases the potent energies of light, love and the will to good through the planetary network, through the five planetary centers, and therefore into the consciousness of all open hearts and minds. It only takes a few minutes each day to participate in this work, and together we can help to bring about a better world. So we encourage you to join Triangles, and if you would like to form a triangle, you can simply put your name in the chat box and hopefully 
others on the webinar will agree to work together with you each day. <clears throat> so after our meditation today, we're going to have uh, an interesting um, session from Clarence Harvey. Those of you who have participated in the webinars for some time will know Clarence. He's a retired teacher based in the UK and he works with a small group of educators known as Triangles in Education. And he studies and teaches the martial art of the soul. So we look very much to hearing from him on his topic today, which is self-musicalization, a cultural activity of the Aquarian age. And I also wanted to announce, and there'll be a little bit more of an announcement about this um, at the end of the webinar today from Dot Maver. But next week, we've, we're very grateful to have been invited to participate in World Unity Week. We had that opportunity once before, and this time we have two chances to participate and hopefully bring this work of triangles to a larger um, public attention. So next Monday's webinar will be part of that larger network. Uh, and we're really looking forward to he hearing from Brother Phil, uh, Phil Lane. He's a native elder, very influential in the Native American community. And he's going to be sharing with us some of the um, prophecies that are part of the Native American tradition and that are unfolding at this time in our planet. So bring any questions you can formulate uh, to ask Brother Phil and we're sure he'll be more than happy to share his insights with us. And then on Friday night, you may remember a few, a couple of months ago, we participated with Biaiko, Biaiko, um, that's part of the Rishikoshikai movement in Japan. And Fumi Stewart was presenting to us um, and cooperating with the Triangles Network to bring about a cooperation and the ability to form triangles with the Japanese people, which um, we're told is a key uh, need at this time to bring the network into fuller vibrancy to help awaken the Tokyo Center, the Tibetan encouraged the forming of triangles amongst the Japanese people because they have a particular facility in using the power of thought and prayer. And so we're now ready to start forming triangles. Uh, there will be triangles formed amongst the Japanese themselves, but there are uh, a number of Japanese people who have now volunteered to work with people from other parts of the world. And I know earlier, a number of you did express interest in so participating, but if you would, any of you here today and any of those people would like to place your name in the chat box, we will connect you up with uh, Japanese partners and we'll take it from there. So we hope that you will agree to participate in this way so that we can start to help fulfill the prophecy of introducing the work of triangles to the Japanese people. 
So now why don't we just take a moment to link with each other, link as a visualizing our planet as a lighted sphere of energy. And visualize within that sphere the planetary triangle consisting of Shambhala, the spiritual hierarchy, and humanity. Visualize the energy circulating in all directions around that triangle, filling it with light. and superimposed upon the triangle. Visualize a five-pointed star. The star of the world teacher. Linking east and west, past, present, and future radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. And visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. And visualize these outpouring energies, enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Project the rainbow bridge towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound the invocation of light. Radiance, we are in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light 
and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. So our triangles work if we are effective in it, helps it to align us with the souls of our partners. We're not serving through this work the personalities of our triangles partners, even if we know them well. We're asked instead to become decentralized and to work as souls. And triangles gives us that opportunity, therefore, to grow in our ability to appropriate that Aquarian uh, quality, decentralization. It's really a quality that was brought forth uh, on a global scale during the 16th century, just when the Aquarian energies had begun to come in for about a hundred years or so, because usually um, there's a 500 year um, preparatory period prior to the full flow of influx of energies from a new sign. And so this idea of decentralization was really given um, an impetus by the work of Copernicus when he, his theories and his observations, his scientific observations, helped to establish this idea that the sun was the center of our solar system, not the earth. And so this was a big um, decentralizing theory, which as you know, caused a tremendous um, backlash at the time. The earth didn't want to be dethroned by the sun. But in a sense, that was a, a real symbol of that decentralization, the sun being perhaps a symbol of the soul, the golden light shining forth, and the earth more a symbol of the personality self. And so in that instance, perhaps we could say that there was a great step forward towards the recognition of the soul. But the Tibetan tells us that we need to go farther and that this incoming Aquarian energy will help us to shift to a, a fuller and a deeper uh, sense of understanding of what it means to be decentralized. And that will have profound implications for our astronomical and of course our astrological understanding moving into a further measure of decentralization. So we might 
want to ponder how that would manifest in our consciousness. Certainly we know that during these times of this past century and moving now into this century, we've had uh, impacts from the highest center, Shambhala. And so as a result of these impacts, the, there has been a great inquiring of the will into our world. And so perhaps, at least when I considered it, it might be that we move now from a greater understanding, not only of our soul, but as the soul merges more fully with the personality, as the sun and the earth move into greater uh, interrelationship, that there will be an increasing recognition of the fact that the sun itself has to be decentralized and recognize that the sun is form of a part of a much, much larger network of planetary lives, of much vaster uh, unfoldment than our little sun is. And so if we study the teaching, the cosmological teachings of the Tibetan, we can come to a deepened understanding of just what that fuller um, decentralization might mean to us. Since we want to leave time to hear from Clarence, let's now go into our visualization. Working from that central point of decentralization, the center of the event on cross of discipleship between the vertical and the horizontal holding our consciousness within the plane of mind, we project a line of lighted energy towards the soul, that point of love and light, connecting with all people throughout the world who are working with this triangles network. Now we project that alignment higher towards that center where the will of God is known. And holding to our mental alignment, we sound the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Now using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light.
You now visualize this triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Now link higher still with the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and at the heart of each triangle. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangles Network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Sound together the mantra of unification. 
projecting our energies towards the spiritual hierarchy and saying, the souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Distribution, sounding the great invocation. As we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door 
where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Now we'll welcome Clarence. Would you like to turn on your video, Clarence? Okay. Um, Good afternoon, Kathy. Good afternoon. And, uh, welcome. I, thank you very much. And um, thank you for again, leading us in a lovely um, meditation, the preceding thoughts, which are always very helpful. And thank you to everyone for giving me this space to share a few ideas, um, a few thoughts on the activity of self-musicalization. Self-musicalization refers to a cultural activity which is slowly developing as we learn to see the world and ourselves in terms of energy and vibration. It is a discipline and art that grows from the spiritual practices of many cultures based in a deep understanding of sound and its creative effects. At the simplest level, I would say self-musicalization could be described as any habitual practice which brings about or increases the musical functioning of the self. The simple practice, for example, of chanting or sounding an om can be seen as a self-musicalizing activity in as far as it sets up a vibration in the person which brings their mind and spirit into a condition of alignment and relative harmony. According to many traditions, the world itself is fundamentally musical. In spite of modern research evidence that every healthy human being is neurologically musical, quote, as an integral part of our human design, the great reality today is that humanity has gone out of tune with itself and with nature in many ways. The natural result is that we are experiencing the consequences of dissonance and disharmony. This way of seeing can be helpful 
since if something is out of tune, then we should be able to retune it. Self-musicalization is a way by which human beings can tune or retune themselves to their own higher possibilities. In the context of talking about this as an aspect of human cultural activity in the Aquarian age, it's relevant to note that the modern groundwork for this can be found in many fields of endeavor. Seeing the world in musical terms is not only an ancient practice, but also a contemporary one, found equally in the study of the musical resonance of black holes, for example, as in the teachings of the esoteric philosophies, such as those of Gurdjieff and Alice Bailey. In using the term self-musicalization, I am referring either myself to a very specific practice, which has been developed and shared over the past 40 years or so within a small but expanding circle of family, friends, co-workers. The essence of this practice is simple. Sing the solfa note, do, do, and its related scale. And listen inwardly to the sound as you sing. The simplicity makes it singable and teachable to children. And the benefits are pretty much multidirectional and endless. My own practice led me into the field of the soul realm behind the martial arts. Since the root or foundation note in solfa is do, this aligns quite well with the key idea of martial arts, um, which are often described as a Japanese word do, the word that means in English path of enlightenment or path that leads to enlightenment. So we have martial arts systems such as judo, karate do, aikido, kendo, taekwondo, etc. So to see the solfa note do as a musicalization of the Japanese word do reflects the fact that solfa do self-musicalization involves the use of solfa to tune the mind the emotions and the body so that they increasingly resonate with the sound or vibrations of the soul or higher self. Solfa. It is essentially a path that awakens the bodhisattva nature in humanity. I'd like to refer to some of the underlying ideas from Alice Bailey's esoteric philosophy that inform the practice of the use of solfa as a methodology for a culture of the soul or higher self. In Alice Bailey's book, Glamour, A World Problem, the Tibetan teacher refers to, quote, the music of the soul and the musical quality of the hierarchy. He says that in fact, sound permeates all forms and whether or not we are talking about the planet itself or, or, or an atom, a person, a group, there's the same underlying reality of musical vibration. He suggests that someday the planetary logoi will sing together. In Letters on Occult Meditation, we meet the idea 
that sound in an occult and deeply metaphysical sense stands for that which we term the relation between and is the creating intermediary. This seems to suggest that we can learn to use sound to heal the relationship between any two things or groups of things. The book discusses forms of meditation suitable for different types of people. In relation to people who are developing along the line of the fourth ray, we read that suitable meditation takes the form of a process that leads to the realization of the notes and tones of the solar system, the note and tone of individuals, and the endeavor to harmonize the egoic note or the soul note with that of others. The practice of self-musicalization seems to fit into this type of fourth ray process. And since humanity itself is said to be governed at a soul level by the fourth ray, then the fourth ray method, which we call self-musicalization, is likely to form part of the cultural landscape of humanity as it moves onwards onto the path of soul growth and unfoldment. We could describe so far self-musicalization as an aspect of soul culture, wherein the singer is consciously using a seven note system to make the personality a tuned instrument for the expression of the vibrations of the soul self. Father used to say that so far is for soul. Soul culture and its many forms of expression are beginning to emerge with renewed vigor in our times. And it is this culture that will characterize a humanity magnetized towards conscious soul living. The cultural practice of soulfar-based self-musicalization is informed by several recognitions, amongst which we can highlight the following. Firstly, that each of us is a composite of many vibrating energy patterns, all operating together to interact and harmonize as the basis of our daily sense of self or I. Secondly, this composite of vibrations usually gives us a fairly consistent personality note, easily recognizable by others, though not necessarily in musical terms. Health can be seen as the degree of harmony of the vibration patterns of the various aspects of selfhood and the degree of alignment of these with each other, with other people and with the higher note of the soul. This higher note expresses the soul vibration and carries the qualities and capacities of our higher nature. Third, the axiom as above, so below is a statement that we can, we can read as meaning that the lower world of self is intended to be based on the realities of the higher world. In musical philosophy, this means that the lower do is an emerging reflection of the higher do. Learning how to retune ourselves to the higher do is both teachable and necessary. Fourth, there has always been recognition that our sun is the practical source of light and life-giving energy to all life on our planet. 
the vibrations of our sun energize every living thing in our solar system. Musically, the sun is the keynote of life for humanity and all life on our planet. From the angle of soul culture, solfa and its keynote, which we sing as do. This is really about cultivating the note of the subtler energies of the sun within humanity. There are many other aspects to all of this, which we cannot cover today but I'd like to briefly touch on a few implications for triangles before I close. Firstly, a culture of Aquarian self-musicalization means a culture of group self-tuning, whereby individual triangles workers, individual units of triangles, and the triangles as a whole becomes increasingly more potent in exemplifying or being an example of the note of soul-energized living and right relations. Secondly, there is a suggestion by Foster Bailey in the 1995 issue of the Beacon magazine that the great invocation, quote, must inevitably be the great spiritual keynote. This idea can impulse us or, or, or inspire us to strive towards a singing that is invocative of light, love, and right human relations. Choosing to develop along this line makes it inevitable that the triangles will stand as a network of human beings who together musically radiate solar quality within the world of humanity, turning the darkness into day because the essential energy is solar in nature, carried out on the sounds of the tones that we sing. Thirdly, there was a talk by Christine Morgan for the Aries Full Moon Festival in 2018, which referred to the existence of a kind of inaudible, inaudible spiritual sound associated with the heart. Since Triangle seeks to support the aligning and interplay of humanity, hierarchy and Shambhala, it can become increasingly important that we tune ourselves to collectively listen for the inaudible Shambhala tones that strengthen our capacity for goodwill and our power to lovingly express the will to good. Self-musicalization may well be a Shambhala-inspired activity of soul by which humanity can be rightly powered into its next evolutionary phase. So a culture of self-musicalization may indeed become an aspect of the soul culture of humanity in the Aquarian age. But realistically, this is a possibility that depends ultimately on human choice, and therefore on the choice of people who are committed to grounding the culture of the soul. I'd like to close with a, a quote from the book, The Externalization of the Hierarchy. In referring to those who work with the will of God in Shambhala, we are told, to them, as they hold the will of God in solution, it is one, as they see that will of God in motion, it is three abiding chords carrying outwards into all the worlds, all the worlds, the purpose of the one who for eons will abide. 
As they impel that will to demonstrate, it is seven vibratory tones drawing out into the reflected worlds the structure of the plan. And thus the note, the chords and tone produce the plan, reveal the purpose and indicate God's will. Thank you once again for your generous willingness to listen to some of these ideas. Thank you for presenting them so clearly. Is there an actual practice? And how do you actually, is there something uh, tangible that you recommend in order to work with this self-musicalization? Um, short answer, yes. And, and maybe I should just perceive that by saying that um, I think now there are many, I would call them experiments, experimental um, initiatives taking yes. place all over, all over the world. Um, you know, it, you just have to start looking and you see so many um, approaches. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 am, I think that over time, we will work out um, approaches that are really sound and suitable for whether it's individuals or groups or, or, or peoples. Mm -hmm. But the practice as I am, um, was introduced to it actually, it derives from my father who was a music teacher and a student of life. And um, he basically offered to us, uh, his children, the, the insight. He said that out of all his studies and experience in life, um, if we just learned to sing and to sing the simple notes of the sofa scale, mm -hmm. um, and then he, he indicated what he meant. And he, he taught more by um, example than explanation. Um, so the best explanation I could get out of him was he would, he would make a sign like this and he would say, sing from him. Mm. So in my teachings over the years, as I've obviously, I, I mean, I grew up with this and um, I have developed ways of teaching. Um, through the martial art, as I said, my, through my own singing, that's where it took me. So that's what I found I could communicate best through. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the actual singing stays away from, and I know there are approaches where people seek to relate the notes to chakras and things like this. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I've been asked about that specifically in the past. And I have found that the wisest approach is to sing, seeking to lift the consciousness um, to the top of the head or above and to listen from there and to sing there. And so all the guidance of insights that one gets would be actually inspired from, from above then. <laughs> um, I used to imagine uh, as a young man in my early twenties, I used to imagine that my soul would communicate to me from here or through here. Mm. So the singing is simply do ti la so there is no specific rhythm mm -hmm. 
or anything, if you want occult about it, it really is a simply, I used to say, sing like a child would sing if a mm-hmm. child was trying to do that. Um, I have taken that into associating it with um, much of the, I remember once somebody said to me, are you meditating? And, uh, and I, that was a strange term to me at the time. I didn't know anything about meditation as such. And I said to him, I'm singing, but I, it was mental uh, singing. So nobody would, would have heard. Um, so it can take us on a journey of no other dogma, no, n- nothing else, but simply using the sounds to sing. And um, I have come across people who have suggested that one should associate with this or that um, other things then. And I found it not only not necessary, but since I was a, a teacher professionally and working with children, I found that it, it interfered less with people's belief systems, with people's uh, even religious views, etc. cetera, um, to simply sing in that, in that way that reaches for something beyond that you associate with all that you, your, your own possibilities for goodness and for being the best that you can be. So that's the approach that um, is there. I mean, in the, as a martial artist and creating a, a field of, of study that I could communicate to people, we exercise and we can exercise dynamically with these sounds. And that has taken me into this question of the dough. Um, when I first kind of started to see, but this is the way. So literally do means the way, as I said, Aikido, the way of Aiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, judo, the soft way, the way of Ju. Kendo, the way of the sword. Solfa do, the way of solfa. It's quite interesting, you, you spoke um, in your introduction about um, the relationship between the sun and the earth. Somewhere um, in the writings, possibly in esoteric astrology, um, the Tibetan refers to the great note of our planet, the great note Fa. Mm-hmm. And we, we all know that the name of the sun that we tend to recognize is Sol. So mm-hmm. Sol Fa actually is to do with the quality of relationship between the sun and the earth. Mm-hmm. It's quite impersonal in that sense. But human beings have a role to play in learning how to consciously reach into the, the higher vibrations of, of our solar system. Um, and, and, and we can ground that in ourselves. So when I look forward and see that this is actually a, a, an ancient as well as a, a future cultural activity, the thing about the Aquarian age is that it is to do with group work. So group singing. Within our family, we, we experiment with, if I put it that way, with what happens if you sing to each other, even if you're not physically present. So for example, I could sing do and reach out to my brother in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And what happens, I think, my, my experience is you get a feedback, a musical feedback, which doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily hear it with your ears, but the relationship is nourished and grows. And I think we can learn to relate to our planet musically. We can la- learn to relate to each other musically. 
I once healed a relationship I had with, with someone who was close, but there was great tension by being inspired to simply sing to them. They were not present, mm -hmm. but I sang to them. And the singing is based on the simple so far. Let us assume, for example, that the name was, I don't know, Kathy. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. I use, instead of the, the, the names of the notes that we use for so far, which is, uh, give us that anchor, I would sing, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. So I'd hold Kathy in mind as I sing. It means that I understand something about this has nothing to do with Kathy's personality. It has nothing even to do with my personality. It is a question of seeking to become more aware of a musical relationship. Mm -hmm. And I, having done that, I didn't have any expectations, except and I, I just didn't know what else to do. And the next time I met that person, all the, the tension or the frictions, they just disappeared. They have never, I still know this person. Those frictions have never returned. I, I, you know, so there is, if there is something to do with magic that is involved, but not, you know, in a, in a simplistic kind of, of sense. So, yes. <laughs> um, would, would you think Sing that... simply is what I would say. <laughs> Thank you. Would you think that... Would you think that the great invocation, although we're, we're told it's com it was worked out from seven ancient word forms, would you also think that those are seven notes perhaps, and that the in totality that there is a note of the great invocation that's pouring out through our use of it? I, I think there are hints in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, one of which is the Tibetan encouraged um, those who use the great invocation actually to learn to use it, not just say it, but to learn to use it yeah. as hierarchy uses it. Yes. And he also says something about learning or seeking to penetrate through to the sound mm -hmm. behind the great invocation. Yeah. So I, I think I, I always, um, I suppose I, I refrain from being concrete in my thinking that therefore the sounds are this, 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 etc. What the words of the great invocation give us is a conceptual uh, way of organizing our, our striving in life. Mm. And that conceptual way, if we can sing, so for me, it is condensing the whole or singing the whole of the great invocation. This is why I see myself as a student that the day will come, I set that for me as, as something on my road. The day will come when I will be able to sing Do with the whole vibration of the great invocation. Mm -hmm. So there is, a, <laughs> there is a long journey, but it's a great journey to get into because we are learning here to sing in such a way that it's invocative of light and love and guidance of high purpose noble divine purpose yeah so in that sense we will always be students and my father used to say begin again begin again you go back to do t <laughs> yeah okay well why don't we open it up now if anyone oh, i see one hand is raised uh joshua 
Um, just a comment from Facebook. Uh, Simon Kenda uh, is asking if anybody wants to form a triangle. I'll just put his information in the chat here. Okay, thank you. Kathy, I would be more than happy to answer questions, comments, etc. I'm just aware that there is a time factor here. Yes. And I know you're being very generous with it, but just <laughs> I'm aware of it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, ha we have a couple minutes, maybe a minute before Dot uh, okay. <laughs> comes on. <laughs> so yeah. do, would you like to read any, can you see the chat box or would you like me to read something? The chat box seemed to have disappeared. Disappear. Oh, there it is, there it is. Okay. Thanks. And I will send you this, these comments, of course, so you can refer to them. Thank you. Um, I have no idea where to start from. So I'll <laughs> no. just see what, what comes up kind of first in my conventional pitch of all notes has changed over time, says Eduardo. F now is no longer the F two centuries ago. I guess that only intuition could tune in with the real F meaning the, the note F in, in, in the scale. Um, that suddenly disappeared and thus I can't finish it. Oh, uh, I, have, I have it here on my screen. It says okay. the, art, the artists have been intuitively using the F for every music connected with the earth. Say, mm. for example, Beethoven's sixth, century, sixth symphony among many others. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that there is a difference between F and the note Fa. And the thing about sol fa is you can take any note and use the same organization. It's a system of relationships of intervals. So I could sing, I was singing a little while ago, do, ti, la, sol, fa, mi, re, do. But that might be too high for someone else and we could organize to, to sing together and say, do, ti, la, sol, fa, mi, re, do. do. Suddenly it's a different note on the piano or on any tuned instrument. So it's about relationships between notes um, rather than thinking it must be a, a G or an F or G as indicated on the, the um, tuned instruments we have today. Okay, yeah. thank I, I you. I see there is one, if I could just pick up this one. There is somebody who shared and I can't read the name. It looks like it may be um, well, Russian or something. Yeah. Re, uh, ni, fa, sol and some indications in um, Latin and in another language as to the significance of those as the first syllable of these words um, which is an interesting thing I first came across with good Jeff so people may want to follow that up as well because it's helpful to expand it in terms of Gurdjieff has a cosmic octave and one can see that descending octave from do down as coming from all galaxies down through the Milky Way to our galaxy our solar system etc so well thank you so much clarence thank you so much and there's much to explore in what you've said and so i hope that people will refer to your transcript and to listen to this again so thank you again so much thank you thanks everybody thank you uh dot hello hello kathy hey thank would you like you, to share clarence. your video oh, oh you don't have your video oh on. yeah of course happy to okay yeah, happy to. And thank you, Clarence, 
so much. And there was a comment, a question, Kathy and Clarence, that if there's a way to learn more about your work or connect with you, and perhaps that could be put in the chat, or Kathy, you could say it. I I think Clarence would better be better to do that. I have your email, but other yeah. than that. So if there is, Clarence, maybe you want to come back on for a moment, and then I'm so happy to just take a minute or two and share about World Unity Week. Yeah, maybe you should do the silent Global Silent Minute right now. Is that we're just about at that time, right? Yeah, First. sure. So let's just take a moment and take a deep breath and ignite the flame of peace in our own hearts. Unite our hearts across distance with everyone on the call and everyone who on pretty much on the hour now takes a moment of silence for global cooperation, peace and freedom. And we call on all those on the other side of the veil to join us with this intention. peace prevail on earth. So Kathy, would you like me to share now just a word about sure. World Unity Week? So one of the exciting things is that uh, World Goodwill and Triangles are both co-conveners for World Unity Week this year. And it's coming right up. It begins on the 19th, uh, synchronistic with Juneteenth in, in the U.S., uh, but the 19th through the 26th. And on Monday, I just put in the chat worldunityweek.org uh, or the website unity.earth. And they'll, within the next 24 hours, probably on both of those sites, you'll see all of the Trello boards with the full schedule available and look for it in the World Goodwill newsletter as well. So on Monday, as Kathy said earlier, Triangles will feature Chief Phil Lane Jr. Uh, and uh, who is the founder of Four Worlds International. And he will speak of the prophecies of our time. And he will be joined by Adriana Alvarez who is uh, working closely with Awana Colectiva, the women weavers, fire tenders in the Amazon. And she will share uh, some thoughts about that as well. So that will be part of World Unity Week. And you'll see that on the Trello board in the room titled, May Peace Prevail on Earth. 
on Monday the 21st. And then on Friday the 25th at 8 p.m. New York time, uh, join Kathy and myself and Fumi Stort with uh, Biako Shinko Kai uh, for another Triangles Biako and Global Silent Minute presentation for one hour. So yeah, looking forward uh, to all of that. And I note that Patricia Wagner is on this uh, call, Triangles call today. And Patricia will be offering through the Good of the Whole uh, Zoom link. Uh, you can find that also on worldunityweek.org. Look for the board, Good of the Whole. And she will be offering Peace Pulse. So that will be a nice program. And they're doing that at every day as well throughout the week. So much going on. It's a massive worldwide movement now, much larger even than last year. And it's really bringing us together in unity, uh, developing the conditions worldwide on all levels for the culture of peace, living in right relationship with self, others, and all life. So thank you, Kathy, for the opportunity to just share that word and hope some of you are able to be there for some of the programs. And if you wish to offer something, there's still some slots available. You can register the, at worldunityweek.org. Thanks, Thanks, Scott. Thank you so much. And thank you, Clarence, very much. And um, so let's just have one brief minute of silence and we'll see everyone next week. Thank you.